What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And when Linus Olmark had the puck on his stick the other night with Alex Lafreniere bearing down on him, he... Gave the puck away, Lafreniere buried the winner, and it caused many to take to Twitter to say Allmark is off to a great start with the Bruins, wink wink, sarcasm. But I'm here to say that we should give Allmark a little bit of time and exercise some patience when it comes to integrating a new goalie into the system. Before we get to all that, a quick reminder that yes, Locked On Boston Bruins is back to five days a week, and you can get the podcast everywhere so please subscribe on your podcast app of choice each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download listen and enjoy if you could also rate and review that would be so very much appreciated if you are on social media you can find the podcast at locked nhl bruins on both twitter and instagram and you can find me my dad jokes hockey tweets at ian c mclaren i'm a lifelong bruins fan Currently a credentialed media member from afar. I do live in Guelph, Ontario, which is about one hour west of Toronto. I'm also a credentialed uh, OHL uh, media member, and I'm looking forward to getting down to the rink there to watch Ryan Mass, Brett Harrison when they come through town, and uh, yeah, just get to a live hockey game for the first time in a while. Now, on Saturday against the... Rangers, the Bruins built a 3-1 lead in the first period, only to see the Rangers claw back and win it in overtime on that blunder by Linus Ulmark, who took a long pass from David Pasternak during the 3-on-3 session and tried to force a pass back up the wall. First point to be made is that Ulmark probably shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. I know it's you know, a common, somewhat common play to pass the puck back to the goalie uh, in three-on-three overtime, but you would hardly ever see that in, uh, you know, regulation, and it was a tough spot for him to be in. Nevertheless, Bruce Cassidy, after the game, said he just made a mistake. Their player made a good play not to give up on it. If he gets it by that player, obviously it's a three-on-two the other way. You expect him to move it past or hold on to it. You want to keep puck possession in that situation and not let them change. So maybe Pasta, if he revisits it, would skate it back himself and wait for another outlet and then change. That probably would have been the prudent play. So despite the fact that Allmark made that gaffe, he probably shouldn't have been there in that situation in the first place. Cassidy did admit that Allmark's game needs some work. A little bit of a tougher game to play on Saturday. Uh, The first goal, kind of a bang-bang play. Center got caught a little high. We had three high there, not able to recover. So a little bit of a fortunate bounce and a breakaway for the Rangers. All in all, it's preseason for him as well. Right now, I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you he needs some more reps, Bruce Cassidy said. And he'll get more reps. We'll see where he's at after the Washington game on Wednesday. So yeah, in all fairness to Linus Allmark, he has just recently signed with the Boston Bruins, just recently arrived in Boston to begin training, practicing with his new teammates. 
It's a new city. It's new people around him, new equipment, new coaching staff, new system, new everything. And I'm not going to judge him based on a couple preseason performances. Not going to judge him based on one preseason mistake. If you look at his numbers over the last couple seasons, he's played very well uh, despite being a member of the Buffalo Sabres. And once he gets more comfortable, more acclimated to everything that's new, uh, I expect him to settle in and, uh, yeah, be a, a good goalie for the Boston Bruins. It's not fair to compare him to Tuka Rask and many people saying, oh, we need Rask back are those who were wanting to run Rask out of town to begin with. Uh, so, yeah, we've been spoiled with amazing goaltending over the last 15 years between Thomas and Rask. Allmark's coming in uh, new, and I think he deserves the uh, benefit of the doubt based on his numbers with the Sabres and also deserves a bit of a grace period or a buffer zone here in which to get acclimated. On a positive side, uh, Jack Stanika continued to play very well. He, you know, has all but solidified a spot on Boston's roster, but finding a place in the top nine will be a bit of a challenge because the top three lines certainly seemed pretty set coming in. Uh, For him to go in the middle of the ice, Cassidy said, he's going to have to outplay Coyle, Howla, or they've got to move somebody, so there's some difficult decisions to make. They asked him to play to the best of his ability. He's playing with two good wingers right now in Holland Smith that can score and create offense. So make sure you're the guy that's taking care of business away from the puck as well. And uh, he's been a very responsible player, attacking a bit more, getting physical, shooting the puck. And yeah, he's looked like a guy that deserves to be on the opening night roster and and we'll see kind of where they go with those decisions. Uh, The Bruins first line of Bergeron, Martian and Pasternak appears to be in prime shape ahead of the regular season. They're firing at all cylinders, which is great to see Martian with an amazing shorthanded goal after corralling a, uh, you know, lofted Brady Lyle feed through the neutral zone. That was a good showing for Lyle, a guy who kind of on the fringe, but should be in, contention for a roster spot based on uh, the limited options the Bruins have on the right side. Today here on Monday, the Bruins are traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Flyers, their penultimate preseason game. Uh, So right, there'll be two practices this morning, a non-game group practice, a game group practice, and then the game group will travel to Philadelphia for the 7 p.m. start, which will be on Nesson. It'll probably be less regulars than in the past couple games at home. Uh, The Bruins typically send some young guys fighting for roster spots to the uh, away games. And one guy that we know will not be there is Zach Sinitian. He was placed on waivers on Sunday uh, for the purpose of assigning him to Providence. Uh, He did sign a one-year, two-way deal, and there's just no space for him on the NHL roster at this point. He's either been uh, overtaken on the depth chart by guys who have uh, been signed or drafted since 2015, and he just isn't at the level of a guy uh, that can make 
the Bruins. Now, that's not to say he's not an NHL player. If he's claimed, I've long said that there could be a fit in Ottawa, his hometown team, a rebuilding team. Uh, he could be a fit there and maybe benefit from playing in a more uh, familiar environment. But we'll see uh, if he gets claimed or if he is assigned to Providence. But, yeah, we all know what happened in 2015. Uh, we all know that that was not a great draft for the Boston Bruins. DeBrusque looks to be a guy that uh, will contribute this season. Zboril, kind of a fringe guy, uh, probably an extra defenseman to begin the season at least. And now Sinitian likely uh, won't be playing for the Bruins uh, anytime soon unless, uh, yeah, in the case of injury, uh, pops up. So that's the latest from Boston Bruins training camp. Uh, now we're going to jump to a conversation that I had with the host of the Locked On Panthers podcast, Armando Velez, to catch up and uh, yeah, discuss a team well on the rise here in the Atlantic Division. First, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirectStream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part? There's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with DirectStream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Hey, Locked On Boston Bruins fans, this is Ian McLaren with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now, use promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. Cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code HOCKEY to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Before we get to my chat with Armando, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Again, we are free and available on all podcast platforms. And I hope you enjoy this chat about a burgeoning new rival in the Atlantic Division, the Florida Panthers. All right, welcome to this crossover edition of Locked On Panthers and the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. For the Locked On Bruins listeners, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com and the host of Locked On Panthers. And I'm very honored to be welcoming Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins. Ian, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, as of this recording, we're 10 days away from the Florida Panthers opening uh on October 14th against the Pittsburgh Penguins. How about you? Yeah, we're uh, two ra- our two uh, preseason games left for the Bruins, and they start pretty late, actually. They don't start till the 16th. So I uh, got to wait a couple extra days before the Bruins play the, uh, the Dallas Stars to open the season. So it's a, a bit of a weird uh, way to open the season with a Western Conference opponent, but 
I think that happened actually a couple of years ago as well. They seem to always play the stars on opening night recently. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And let's talk about those uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, there's a, there's a little bit of a transition in the off season. David Krejci goes uh, overseas to the uh, Czech Republic. You're able to sign, resign uh, Taylor Hall, bring in Nick Foligno, Eric Halla, Linus, uh, Olmark, uh, Talk about the acquisitions for uh, for Boston. What what do you think they're going to bring to the table for the Bruins? Yeah, I've said it a lot over the offseason that uh, there was a lot more roster turnover than I expected. Bringing in, they signed, uh, well, four new guys on the first day of free agency and re-signed uh, Mike Riley. So, yeah, it was really, I think, designed to kind of uh, – bolster the bottom six that has been uh, a bit of a weakness for the Bruins over the last couple of years just not that secondary scoring I think uh, Nick Foligno specifically is going to bring in a lot of leadership he was kind of um, recruited I guess by Patrice Bergeron personally and I think uh, he will really help uh, Jake DeBrusque on the third line DeBrusque really struggled last season and and he, uh, yeah, was kind of on the trade market over the summer, although his value was, was pretty low. So I think Felino is going to be really important for him just to kind of be a, a mentor and, and to kind of settle him down and, and help him develop better habits, per se, for this season. And then guys like Howla, Thomas Nozick, yeah, just some real good depth centers that they can rely on responsible guys in their own end that can chip in offensively. Uh, I guess one of the big questions is Linus Allmark. Uh, he had a bit of a rough outing the other night, uh, gave the puck away to Alex Lafreniere for the winner in overtime. And uh, it's just going to take him a bit of time to settle in to the new team, to the new city. Uh, but I think he'll be all right considering the numbers that he put up uh, with the Sabres. They were pretty good. His personal numbers, not the not Buffalo, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, between him and the young guy Jeremy Swayman and Net, uh, they should be they should be all right. So yeah, I, I'm pretty optimistic about the Bruins uh, in the regular season, at least. Still not sure with uh, how tough the Atlantic Division is that both our teams play in. What uh, those top four teams are going to be pretty going to be pretty good and, and it'll be tough to get out of the that division for sure come playoff time but we'll see how it all plays out yeah and I like uh Nick Foligno's story on like why he chose the Boston Bruins based on uh his daughter um I, I'm not sure I don't know the exact details of like he had she had like an operation over there in Boston and then and the city like really embraced uh the family and I think that that's a really cool story uh for um Nick Foligno that's for sure yeah and, yeah I really like that too mm-hmm. one one player I really like also from the Boston Bruins is uh Charlie McAvoy you draft him in the first round a, a few years ago uh still very young at age 23 uh what what are what do you think his chances are to uh win the Norris Trophy this year uh I don't know about winning it but I certainly think he'll I think he could be a finalist for sure. I thought he should have been a finalist this past season. Um, I mean, I think he has as good a chance as anybody. One of the things that maybe held him back last year was a lack of, uh, not a lack of, but he hasn't really like broken out offensively. Uh, But to begin 
the preseason, uh, he's on the first power play unit with Bergeron, with Pasternak, with Marchand, and Taylor Hall. So uh, if he can stick on that top unit and pile up some points on the power play and keep his strong defensive game going, I think he um, could be – yeah, he could very well win it this year. He should be a finalist, I think. He should have been last year. And that will make things pretty interesting considering he is due for a new contract next summer. And, you know, look at uh, what Steph Jones was paid this summer, what Zach Rorinsky was paid. Those are guys that I think are not as good as Charlie McAvoy and they're making north of $9 million. So it will be uh, difficult to kind of keep McAvoy's next deal under 10 million, I think, but the Bruins always seem to have a knack for forgetting guys to sign uh, at a bit lower rate. Um, so yeah, I think he's well positioned to challenge for the Norris trophy. Uh, first time the a Bruin would have won it since Zdeno Chara. And uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's become everything that the Bruins could have hoped for uh, out of that pick for sure. Yeah, and looking at the Boston Bruins situation based on cap friendly, compared to other teams, they don't have that many expiring contracts going into uh, next summer. But what there is a big expiring contract with yeah. uh, with uh, Patrice Bergeron uh, next next summer. Uh, do you think he continues after this season? Because he's he is thirty six years old. He's won multiple Selkie trophies, a finalist last year, just falling yeah. short behind Alexander Barkov. What do you think his long term future is for the Boston Bruins? I mean, yeah, I don't think there's uh, too many years left in the tank. I would expect that he. I don't think this will be it necessarily, unless. If the Bruins win the Stanley Cup this year, maybe he retires and goes out on top. Uh, but with, um, like I said, he was really instrumental in bringing Nick Felino in. Uh, Taylor Hall resigned for for four years. I could see him maybe signing uh, on a one or two year basis and kind of taking it year by year uh, and seeing how he feels. Uh, but I would be surprised if if this was it for, for Patrice Bergeron this season, either way, there's still, I think a couple years left in their, uh, their window. And with Marsha and Pasternak on his wings, um, you know, it's uh, still going to be pretty easy for him to, to produce if he's healthy. That's always a thing too. He's had some groin issues over the last few years, but if he's healthy, Feels good. Yeah, I think it's probably a situation where he'll take it year by year uh, once his his contract expires. And that could be, you know, a good thing for the Bruins, too, because maybe they'll be able to sign him at less than what he's making now. And uh, it will allow them to re-sign McAvoy and maybe add some more pieces if if need be. Yeah, and the Boston Bruins are one of those teams who have been relevant for many years. They're usually up against the cap when it comes to uh, their their spending power that's for sure so that you're gonna have to do some convincing for Bergeron to uh, uh, take a lot less but yeah <laughs> yeah for sure but before we transition to uh, the Panthers part of the next segment um, where do you think that the Boston Bruins will end up in the division yeah man it's so tough like yeah we're gonna we'll chat about the Panthers here in a second and I think you know between 
Boston, Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto. I think those four teams are easily, um, you know, top 10 in the league, maybe even higher than that. And it's going to be really tough. Like the the separation between those four teams in the regular season is going to be pretty minimal. So yeah, it all depends on who's healthy, who adds well at the trade deadline. I think that the Bruins will be active at the trade deadline, depending on whether or not Charlie Coyle fits in on the second line center role. I still think Tampa Bay is the top team in, in that division. Um, so yeah, it could be, I could very well see a situation where it's uh, Boston, Florida in the first round, kind of mm-hmm. as the the number two and number three teams and, you know, kind of a coin flip as to which team gets the uh, the home ice advantage in that one. It could come down really to, you know, one or two points that separate, separate those two spots. So, yeah, I could see them anywhere from like second to fourth, really. And it's, it's just so hard to say, but with, with those good teams in the, in the, uh, in the Atlantic. Great, great stuff there, Ian. And in the next segment, we're going, Ian is going to be the one asking me questions based on everything of the Florida Panthers. So keep it right here on Locked on Panthers and Locked on Bruins. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible, because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. With Indeed Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in search, according to Indeed data. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. The slash locked on offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in nine amazing flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, about 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, all great tasting and all healthy. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your order. You can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors or you can load up and get your favorites all in one box. There are also some are nut free and gluten free, which is important to me as someone who has celiac. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. 
All right, it is uh, my turn to ask some questions here. And uh, the Florida Panthers are a very intriguing team in my mind. Uh, they had an amazing season last year uh, in kind of weird divisions. Uh, they added a bunch of good players. And um, I always do like to point out that, you know, as good as they are, as good as Toronto is, Toronto and Florida are kind of the only two teams that haven't won a playoff round in the, in the shootout era. And both, you know, could be set to, to make long runs this season. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to know, first of all, kind of how do you think, um, you know, we saw uh, Sam Bennett fit in pretty well last season with the Panthers. They added another Sam in uh, Sam Reinhardt. Um, how do you think uh, he's going to fit in with the Panthers? Where is he projecting to play at, at this point uh, on the second line? Is he a first line guy with, uh, with Barkov and Huberto? Where, where do those two guys fit in? I, I'm really intrigued by those two for sure. Well, for Sam Reinhardt right, right now, he's uh, projected to be on the first line on the right wing. So the first line is um, right now is projected to be Carver Hagee on the left, Barkov in the playing center and, Sam Reinhardt on the right, while the second line is Sam Bennett, Jonathan Huberto on the left wing, and Owen Tippett, their mm. 2017 10th overall pick on the right wing for the Florida Panthers. So it, it's a it's a top six that is very intriguing, very yeah. one that is uh, very exciting if they can if they can get it together. They got it together for the most part last year, especially when Sam Bennett got traded to the Florida Panthers. His shooting percentage skyrocketed uh, because yeah. he was mostly a bottom six player when he was in Calgary. And then you put him around, surround him around better talent. And then he, he just went off and that they called it the nine one one line between Sam Bennett and uh, Jonathan Huberdo. <laughs> and they added some Anthony Duclair there in the mix there. And then yeah. Colin Tippett there. And Anthony Duclair resigns, uh, and the the Florida Panthers they they got uh, rid of some of the contracts that were that were not adding to their success. They were playing um, well in spite of certain players. One of them, mm-hmm. a big one, is Keith Yandel. Uh, right. Keith Yandel. The only reason why he was playing last year a lot and not scratch was because he has an Ironman streak. Right, and right, they right. they. Uh, the many many panther fans were just wondering if it weren't for that streak he would have been scratched multiple times last season and the the florida panthers are coming in with a new quarterback on the power play what looks to be mackenzie weger in that one and the power play it's looking like it's going to be weger ekblad huberto and reinhardt for now it could change, but it, it's looking like it's going to be that for now. And it's an exciting, mm-hmm. uh, it's an exciting unit that they have here. Sam Reinhardt's play last year, many people, many people forget that his play really improved last year once Jack Eichel went down right, and right, it, right. it exploded. So uh, Sam Reinhardt's numbers might not be what it will be in Buffalo, like as far as like goal production, but as, but it won't be the story on how great, Sam Reinhardt fits on this right. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, contracts that uh, aren't great, uh, I've long <laughs> said that uh, I mentioned on the podcast a bunch of times when I do kind of my power rankings that, you know, Florida, if they even got just like average goaltending from Sergei Bobrovsky would be, uh, would be a, like a, a real force. 
Uh, he was kind of bumped in the playoffs by Spencer Knight. And I still don't get, yeah, that decision to kind of like draft Spencer Knight and then sign Baburovsky to that long-term deal is uh is it kind of like a one a one b situation in net or do you think that Knight is going to emerge as the starter this season or uh is there still you know can they still rely on Bobrovsky to to carry a heavy load How, how's that going to shake out do you think the plan is right now is uh 60 40 in favor okay. of Bobrovsky starting because you got to give the 10 million dollar man yeah. a, a chance you have to yeah. and yeah the the sample size for Spencer Knight is very small. So the 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 little that we've seen with Spencer Knight in his regular season going four zero and zero, and with a two point three two goals against average in those uh, four regular season game, those two playoff games, his only loss being that elimination game right. against Tampa Bay. So this tells me that the floor for Spencer Knight is very high. So <laughs> I I think that easily not easily, but they want to groove them in more like so they're going to give uh Sergei Bobrovsky a majority of the starts at least to start off the thing the the weird thing is is that there's an Olympic break this year oh, so right 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 Bobrovsky might be going over to Beijing this year to back up Vasilevsky in the in the Olympics for the Russian Olympic Committee so the the thing is my I was talking and I talked about this with Gil Martin uh who hosts the Monday show of Locked On mm. NHL, he brought me on and I talked about how there's no guarantee that Spencer Knight will be on Team USA for mm. the Olympics. So they, they they say there's a chance, but I'm going to guess no. And because I don't think he'll have enough starts to qualify right. for, for Team USA to bring him on right away. And I think that it'll be something that'll wait for something like 2026. Right, and that right, he'll right. be on Team USA. So... Spencer Knight will have the opportunity to stay in Sunrise, Florida, or he, if he wants to go home to Darien, Connecticut, he can, and he'll probably still train while he's there. Yeah. So that might um, go from the 60, 40 to maybe like 55, 45, or even 50, 50. Yeah, and that makes sense. for Bobrovsky, if the performance is not even close to what Vesna caliber trophy days were in Columbus, or like Florida Panther fans at this point, if you get nine fifteen save percentage from Sergey Bobrovsky, that feels like a big win. <laughs> and if you get even close to that, they'll, right. they'll say, okay, fine, uh, we can deal with the we can deal with this awful contract. the The difficult thing about it is when Spencer Knight does become an RFA in two years, you're gonna have to make a decision on Sergey Bobrovsky's yeah. contract. So. Bobrovsky is not going anywhere. That's the just the reality. There's five years left on the contract. Yeah. And the GM no that's trading for that. Yeah. And the general manager for the Florida Panthers, Bill Zito, is not the guy who gave the contract. It was a previous oh, right, town, yeah. so he stuck with them. So you can't you can't you can't get rid of that contract right now. So right now you just gotta deal with what what you've got with Bobrovsky. So you gotta try um you gotta trust that the veteran is going to be a mentor. And Spencer Knight has also been a he's 20 years old and he's been uh he's been like a sponge when it comes to learning under Bobrovsky and he's really embraced it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really uh it's kind of similar to the Bruin situation with bringing in Linus Allmark, signing him for like half of what Bobrovsky's making half the term, but you have this rookie and Jeremy Swayman, who's very good too. So it's kind of similar situations, but obviously Bobrovsky's cap hit is, is pretty ridiculous. Um, 
we really saw last year kind of uh, not that he wasn't good before, but like how important Aaron Ekblad is to the, to the Florida Panthers. He got injured and that obviously was um, kind of one of the reasons why perhaps they weren't able to, to topple the, uh, the Tampa Bay lightning in the playoffs, but with him back and, and healthy, um, do you see kind of uh, the Panthers being able to take a next step this year? Where, where do you see them finishing in the, uh, in the standings and where do you see kind of their, uh, their ceiling this year as, as far as how far they can go in the playoffs? For, for Aaron Ekblad being back, especially on the power play, is definitely something that's was missing when he did get hurt. When he was he was tied for power play goals by defensemen uh, mm-hmm. last year, uh, along with Jeff Petrie of the Montreal Canadiens. So they were tied once once he was uh, once he went down. And even strength wise, uh, it it promoted Gustav Forsling into the first pairing. Uh, defense along with Mackenzie Weger and Mackenzie Weger he's a seventh round pick and he went from seventh round pick all the way to top pairing defenseman for the Florida Panthers and he's a I, I talked like I talked about this with Gil Martin in the Locked On NHL show that it's just been it's it's just been a wonderful story Mackenzie Weger is a, mm-hmm. a great story in this league and even strength wise the Florida Panthers didn't lose too much of a beat but now with Aaron Ekblad back and you shift Gus Forsling over to the second line uh, pairing along with what's looking like to be uh, Brandon Montour for that second defensive pairing. And now you have uh, two good defensive pairing lines. Of course, you're going to mix and match that final one with Radko Gudis and uh, Marcus Nudevara, Kevin Kanat, and possibly Chase Prisky can uh, make this team for mm-hmm. the Florida Panthers. So and and Chase Prisky was a guy that they got from the Vincent Trocheck trade. And mm. at, at this point, at this point, it looks, it's looking like the Florida Panthers have lost that trade. But if they can salvage something with that Chase Prisky uh, part of it, then you you could you could count it as a little bit of a win. So he's had a good preseason. But as far as division, I think that the Florida Panthers will actually win the division because I think with the Tampa Bay Lightning winning back to back cups. They're gonna be. Uh, they're. I'm not saying that. I'm. I'm mostly saying that the the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their real season is the postseason. Right. Florida Panthers. They're desperate to want to win that first playoff series. Right, in right, right. Ninety six. They're gonna do everything they can to get any advantage they can, and if that means home ice in round one, sure. They got home ice in round one last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and of course they lost. But you're gonna try to get any advantage you can that over over your cross state rival, the back to back Stanley Cup champions. And I think that the Florida Panthers they got some they got they got a they got a little bit of a taste in their mouth of what the the playoffs are like. And many people think that uh, the Florida Panthers were the one that gave the Lightning the biggest of challenges. And many people can also argue about yeah. the Islanders too. So. I, I think that the Florida Panthers are really hungry to like try to especially make a statement in the regular season uh, before ho- maybe they end end up uh, facing each other in the playoffs. And if the Florida Panthers do win the division and the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, get somewhere around the two, three, along with Boston and Toronto, that means that they won't face each other in round one, that the Florida Panthers will be right, right, facing right. one of the wild card teams. And that gives them an opportunity to, 
win their first playoff series since 1996. And I think that the Florida Panthers are going to be around. I, I think they're, they're still, they, they can, they can either be eliminated in round one or win the whole thing. But yeah. if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I think they're a second or third round exit uh, this year. And I think they might be a year or two away from, mm. from ho- hoisting the Stanley cup. Yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like uh, the, I could say this exact same thing about Boston, but I think, yeah, the Bruins and Panthers kind of slowly going in opposite directions. And I think, uh, yeah, the, the Panthers future or the present is very bright with, uh, you know, Alexander Barkov kind of leading the way he's, yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, Selkie trophy winner. And, uh, he, uh, yeah, he is unreal. Like if I was picking a team to build around, he would be very high on the list of, of guys that I would want to build, build my team around right now. Um, so yeah, it's going to be crazy season. I think, uh, if we see like Tampa and Florida and then Boston and Toronto in the first round, that would be, that would be pretty, pretty nuts. And it's like a real, uh, a real coin toss as to who's going to come out of the Atlantic. Good teams are going to be gone after the first round, which, which really stakes. I I really wish that the NHL will go back to like at least the one to eight Eastern conference uh, format just to kind of get rid of this. Uh, but it'll, I guess, good for, good for rivalries at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, that was all that, uh, all the questions I had. Did you have anything else that you wanted to, to ask about the Bruins or maybe we'll check in again before uh, or after the Bruins and Panthers play in the regular season, they'll be playing a bunch this season for sure got no more at this time but it was great uh, it was great chatting with you Ian Ian and uh for my listeners uh tell them where uh, they can find you online and your show yeah people can find me uh at Ian C McLaren on Twitter uh they can follow uh Locked on Boston Bruins wherever they get uh podcasts and uh what about you what where can people find uh your Panther stuff they can follow me on Twitter at mondoman 12 Follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Follow Locked On Panthers anywhere you listen to podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, all that. And yeah, so it, they can follow me any anywhere uh, there. So very good. Well, thanks so much, man. This was great, and we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely chat through the regular season. I'm sure to uh, to do some crossovers. Thank you, Ian.